0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Core. Maybe for the first time, maybe this is your millionth time. Well, it wouldn't be that. It'd be like episode 222 times we've been here. Two 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 for May 27th, 2020. There's a lot of twos in there. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. We're talking about video games in and around the industry, games we're playing, and much more. So thanks for being here, you guys. You guys rock. Uh, This whole thing's brought to us by you because you went to patreon.com slash core show and you supported us, and we really appreciate it more about that at the end of the show okay we should probably just dive right in let's do this uh they canceled blizzcon guys this year
1: yeah they did well we saw that coming yeah i feel
0: like we uh i don't think it was a huge surprise they had already even come out ahead of time and sort of you know primed the water chummed the water a little bit for what sounded like was probably an upcoming cancellation, but it is official now. Uh, they did a weird thing in the statement, which kind of threw me a little bit. I, I kind of thought that when a statement would come, that they would have with that statement an alternative digital plan for the same, era, or for the same time frame. And so I kind of thought what would come with this is like, all right, well, here's what we're going to do instead. On the weekend we had originally planned, which is this. Now, you know, the weekend we're going to do a digital presentation for BlizzCon. And we're going to talk about all our current projects, stuff that's going on, new things, whatever, panels of some sort. Um, <clears throat> do it all here from Blizzard HQ, whatever. I kind of thought that they would announce something to that effect. Mm-hmm. And maybe they didn't because whether or not people are supposed to be back at Blizzard proper uh, during covid shutdowns is, is still up in the air like people you know they have not been told when they're coming back i think maybe there's tentative dates but nobody knows what those are so maybe there's just not enough time to get it together to do something that's worth doing digitally plus they got the jeff Keeley thing coming up and i guess blizzard's a little bit a part of that so maybe mm-hmm. they can get out in front of the fan what's base what's the what jeff they Keeley want. thing uh what's it called crap i should the know jeff this Keeley
2: Gee, Jeff keely experience <laughs> jeff keely
0: keely uh, it is called Hold on one second. Developer, oh, day of, not day of the devs, is it? Summer Games Fest. Here we go. Uh, mm-hmm. And it, they have different dates, different stuff, and different companies that are involved. And it's basically Jeff Keeley with industry folks talking about what they got going on. It's in part to say, hey, here's an alternative to E3. Here's an alternative to to whatever. And Blizzard was already announced as being some part of that. Now, whether that's for an announcement or probably just, you know, blizzard stuff like, hey, uh, everything's coming along that we already talked about, plus uh, new expansion, everybody, we're on time. Here's a new trailer or whatever. It could be something as simple as that. It could be more than that. Um, but what my big takeaway from this is, is because they made some hints about 2020, early, the, the, the language, and I don't have it in front of me, was basically in early 2021, you might see something from us digitally and they just kind of touch on it. So what that yeah. means to me is, well, I don't know what to make of it, actually. Because that makes sense. That's fine. Have a little spring preview from Blizzard. That's cool. But what does that mean for that year's BlizzCon? Maybe nothing. Maybe maybe mm-hmm. 2021's BlizzCon goes off without a hitch. Then part of me asks, well, is there any time in the next three or four years where there is 80,000 people in one place like that again? And I don't, I don't know the answer to that. So I think
2: that pretty much sums it up. You know, you you can't turn around and say, hey, we're not doing it, but we'll do it next year when we live in a world where this thing doesn't have a cure and presumably could come back in a year and be just as big a problem next year as it was this year. Yeah. Um, And, you know, nobody wants that. Nobody's hoping for that. But as a result, it's very hard to turn around and say, yeah, we'll be back next year for sure. Um, But I think you kind of nailed it talking about E3. I think maybe this is a window to just how often some of these, you know, trade shows, you know, it's kind of feels weird to call BlizzCon a trade show, but it kind of falls in there, uh, are kind of doing the square peg into a round hole. Like we kind of have to schedule around for it because E3 didn't get canceled and have everybody go, okay, well, we're still going to be doing some big press conference announcement around that time. A lot of people stopped and said, no, we're not going to do anything. Right. And I think the reason for that is for a lot of developers who are likely working from home, it's hard to hit those deadlines. And it's extra work, and it's maybe not their best work, and it's maybe not indicative of the products that they're putting out. Mm. And I think Blizzard, you know, they say, okay, well, we've got this window that we do a thing. And maybe they're looking at it now and going, you know what, that's not even the best time to talk about what we have right now. So let's cancel it because it's the right thing to do. And let's reevaluate where we're at in 2021. Now, they have already announced that they're doing a live stream regarding the World of Warcraft Shadowlands expansion. I think that's next week or the week after.
1: Pretty soon,
2: uh, Where they're going to be revealing some new content and stuff they haven't talked about. So, you know, it could just be that, For the remainder of the year, when they have stuff to talk about, they just put it out and stream it as it's relevant. And they say, you know what? The event will be when we know we can have an event.
0: I feel like that uh, is probably accurate. So Bo, I, well, I was looking forward to this year uh, before all this happened. I was looking forward to, to returning to BlizzCon. I did not go last year for various reasons. And I was looking forward to coming back, being there again. I was actually really getting jazzed about it. And then, all this happened and I started to go, eh. I remember about the <clears throat> early part of April going, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know if this is gonna happen. Yeah. It feels like a lot has changed since then and now this all makes sense and I'm bummed about it in that regard. But uh curious how, how you see this. Do you think do you think this gives Blizzard some breathing room? Um and does that benefit us as, in terms of like when we might get games sooner or any of that? Like what's your take on it?
1: Well, it's hard to know if it's a wash or not because yeah. I don't know what Blizzard's doing for their COVID strategies. Mm-hmm. If working at home, I, to what extent are they working at home, and to what extent does that cause problems in their work chain? You know, it's it is easy probably for them to work at home, but they do have. I'd be willing to bet that they have security on a lot of the materials that are inside their compounds, right? That make working from home maybe in some cases not possible on secret projects, stuff like that. You know, There's I imagine it's a high security facility for them. Mm-hmm. People oh, are yeah. trying to constantly find out what's going on in there. And even though stuff gets leaked, they actually run a pretty tight ship when it comes to that stuff. Mm-hmm. Overall,
0: they've been really good to their employees as well. They, you know, the, those who I talk to on the inside say, you know, they've been, well taken care of lots of communication um when things are discussed about like when what dates are being proposed for people to come back everybody's you know sort of informed about it they talk about it um but they they like the rest of i think the whole industry is having a little bit of a of a of a what's the word they're they're learning what the roadblocks are to the remote workplace because Mm -hmm. you'd think oh yeah this is easy everybody's just you know Hey, all those those 3D artists, get your ZBrush on and then send us the files when they're done and we'll have a unified server place where everything gets in there. And this is all true, right? More now than ever can we do this. This kind of collaboration and this kind of work is better. It's a better time than ever to do that stuff. But there's still bottlenecks and bottlenecks that you can't overcome for creative endeavors like this where you're used to being in a room full of cubicles and all these creatives are all throwing ideas out. The game lead is sitting there and he's taking feedback And that feedback's being given from all aspects of the game development cycle. And, you know, that is not as easy. You can do a lot of video conferencing, but at the end of the day, that flesh and blood, like, in in the room with people thing matters. And so I I wonder how much that's going to, like, affect not just Blizzard, but everybody.
1: I mean, again, it just depends. Are they allowed to access internal servers through a (laughs) VPN and that way work on it? Or is it, like you know are a lot of these games on closed networks inside the company and that they can't go home and work on it so just, i don't know what the challenges are it sounds like yeah, you know it could be a wash but there's probably stuff that they could capitalize on for that time so it's really hard to know until someone from them really tells us because mm-hmm. we don't know what it's like inside exactly right um so I'm you know trying I... to find the quote we i actually just
2: saw a quote today from a uh, game dev i'm trying to find mm-hmm. who it was who said it um, where i read it but um, basically they said things that took minutes before are taking days that's the kind of that's yeah. the kind of speed that the remote work is bringing yeah. to it
1: i'm i'm personally affected by this as well and i've been working from home occasionally mm-hmm. and i hate it Yeah, like because when I'm at home, I mean, even for me, just psychologically, when I'm at home, I have personal stuff to do, whether it's work related for podcasting and stuff or just playing video games or cleaning my house. Like there's just I can think of 50 things I'd rather be doing than what I need to be doing. Yeah, so it's not I don't find it super effective. And then also when I am working, um, everything's remote, like it's frustrating to speak with people on the phone and conferences and stuff. It's just for whatever reason. The dynamic is off, you know, Yeah, and um, so like you can operate like there are certain operations that you can do, like, you know, client services comes to mind. Like there are things that you can do remotely from home that are not impacted, but like group creative stuff like inspiration is an indelible thing. And I have to imagine, you know, a as Chris Metzen refers to it, a shop of craftsmen that feed off of each other's energies and and and, and work output the way that it's described means that like if you're just stuck at home all day then you don't have that have that inspiration for a lot of the creatives that work under there so i don't know um that's what it sounds like to me so i think ultimately this is bad for game the game the the development of their games and it's bad because we won't have a blizzcon celebration yeah but in the long run what I, i don't really I mean, it, I liked, if we wanted to see each other, I think we could make an arrangement and do that separately if BlizzCon was just never a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, in the future, when we can start seeing each other again, yeah. I'd rather just Diablo 4 be incredible and I want to give my life to it. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, like, that's all, all I really want to hear. Like, the other stuff is, like, peripheral. You know, it's like, if I, you know, we can we can throw it together in Mini Nerdtacular I can come to a TMS Vegas or something like that. To see the people that I game with anyways. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah. I think I, I think don't don't even do a video thing. Just work on the stuff. We'll we'll greet you when you're done and be very happy with the the good game.
0: Uh on the <clears throat> the issue of games uh game fest, which is the whole summer long game fest, started on May first. We'll run through uh let's see, end of August is the plan. And there are the names they announced with it. Twitch is going to be doing the the entire thing. And uh, they have the following companies plus more lined up. These are the big names. Riot, CD Projekt Red, uh, Square Enix, Ubisoft, Electronic Arts, Blizzard Entertainment, 2K, and IGDA are just some of the ones that they've uh, put out there. There's some console announcement stuff. They're going to plan on a Valorant launch showdown thing because I guess that Valorant out of beta full launch thing is coming up. I don't know what that means date-wise. Um, but let's see. There's some 2K reveals, which could be interesting. Um, some awards, I guess, they're going to do. But anyway, sounds like, you know, this is typical Jeff Geely stuff, but it's uh, that's how we're getting it this year across the board, man. Everybody's going to be either announcing their stuff through this by themselves, or piggybacked on Sony and Microsoft uh, streams leading up to the end of the year. Maybe Nintendo's to some
1: extent, but mostly Nintendo does not Nintendo, and they just, you know... I, th- I think Blizzard's gonna... I think, if I had to predict, Blizzard would do its own. Like, the Riot one was really successful that happened post-BlizzCon mm-hmm. last year. Yeah, it went good. I and mean,
0: those games, a that? lot of a lot of that stuff is like... It's weird, it just got announced, and I know it was being developed well before the announcement, but a lot of that stuff is out and or playable and out in some form like i'm playing a little bit here and there on mobile i'm playing their card game i like it i know it pisses off a lot of hearthstone people but i think they actually have a really good competitive card game you know
1: little, while we're on the subject yeah. of this why don't do they have do we have to do BluesCon into the future as a thing that people fly, get on a plane and fly to i mean i don't like, know see, i know that, it's special <laughs> right and it's fun and like i enjoy my time but like i don't see any of the panels I see like 2% of panels, mm. like everything, everything that was like content that I saw in my experiences. I mostly watched on the VT after. Yeah. It's, yeah.
0: it's us going, um, it's us going to it. What the part of us going is this, this massive social thing. And for yeah, me, which is awesome. And for me, and well, for all of us also a little bit of a work thing, you know, there's, there's people to meet and relationships to make and networking to be had. But that's the big bomb there. But you're totally right. Like the, I was on stage last time I went. And even then I barely, saw, it was, that was the, that was the only full um panel I saw was the one I moderated. Yeah. yeah. Everything else I had to get later on the VT when I got home. And, and so you make a really good point. It's not, and it's been nice because we can go have the social and then when we get out of there and we have to do all our summations and everything, we can get the, the virtual ticket and catch up on everything. And that's great. I'm, you know, this isn't a complaint or anything. But I think that is I think the whole point of the thing is for, you know, flash and hype and social. But all the real information you want, everybody's getting at home anyway. And they also get it differently. Like those opening ceremonies always hit different if you're in that audience versus if you're at home
1: oh yeah it's way better there like i'm not suggesting it's bad and they should stop it's awesome and they should keep doing it but in covid world they can stop but still produce the same content like the whole vt it just won't have a crowd but like they can do the vt without any q they can even do q a Mm -hmm. you know like they can if they wanted to like if they want to take a year off to refocus great that's fine but like they could just do a blizzcon like virtual blizzcon does not need to be canceled no oh no they well right but it could be
2: that they that's the weird thing about blizzcon is it it straddles that line of being a announcement showcase but also just a fan gathering because i mean that that's something that's been around for big games for a long time you know everquest Mm -hmm. had its Mm -hmm. fan fest or whatever where they weren't really maybe they'd announce something or they'd save something to show them just because it was cool but it was really about getting together and blizzard kind of straddles that line You, you know you have some years where it's just announcement 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 and it's like oh my gosh this is what we're here for you got other years where we find out what uh, being a geek is all about. And that's kind of, you know, that's what you do. That's what you that's what you went there for and to hang out with your friends. So I feel like because it straddles that line and is both, I I can see them saying like, OK, well, we were going to show stuff, but there's no reason to put it all in a single showcase because maybe they don't have the big announcements that they they would have had last year. Yeah. Like last year's where they were announcing, you know, Overwatch finally coming out of beta and Diablo 4 and all the, all the other stuff that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like that's one where you maybe still put the package together and put it out. Mm-hmm. But maybe this year where it's like, yeah, we're still working on that stuff. I mean, I really and like
0: the deep dive, so I would be all for panels where... What I, what I hope it is isn't a grid of faces and they're all in their apartments. What I would like, if possible, is that for them to come up with a good seeing how things are in August. I mean, a lot of this could change, but it'd be cool if there was some way of having a nicely lit room full of Diablo well, 4 devs. Yeah, they, they, and-
1: can, they can do that. They can test the people that are going to be on camera. Right, right, when right. When they're clear when they're cleared of it, then they can go to the studio and have a controlled environment. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's so fun. but I hope they do that. And and it doesn't I don't need, you know, I want big trailers, I want big bombastic stuff, but but I but I mainly, you know, I'm I'm always so interested in the little details of what gets announced. I never hear it till I get home.
1: We got good trailers last year. We could do a Blizzcon with no announcements, but just the panels. Yeah. yeah. Like like I need I again all i'm interested in are we doing anything cool with heroes of the storm so i get excited about that game again yeah and tell me what's going on with diablo 4 show me cool things about it like i don't i'm at it's weird but i'm at at the point with uh, blizzard right now where i don't need it usually i'm like oh when are they going to announce something and i'm like nah, i'm good they don't need to shadowlands looks rad diablo 4 looks rad overwatch 2 looks awesome so just tell me what's going on with those games i'm not like please surprise me. I'm so, uh, it's such a mystery what you're doing. Like uh, if they're doing other cool things, that's great, but I'm not thirsty to know. I'm thirsty to know about the stuff they announced. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking
0: of John's point about the geek is thing we are, I just would like to point out that this would have been the 10 year anniversary of the geek is stage. Presentation. Really? Yeah. Wow. 2010
3: dude. That's
2: crazy. <laughs> I, know. I was in the crowd for that.
1: Yeah. You were, that's right. Were you. Yeah. Uh, nice. Uh, yeah. How that did was it a... feel being in the crowd when you heard those words?
2: <laughs> that BlizzCon was really... I was into it. I actually liked the Geek Is presentation. I feel like that gets a lot of flack. Because yeah, yeah. in hindsight, I mean. we were like, oh, that's the announcement we got was what geeks are. But I was... I, we were all pumped in the moment. Like, people dug Geek Is at the moment. It's hindsight when you realize they didn't announce anything. And then there was a really uncomfortable like bait and switch on the second night i don't know if you remember this scott was Where a guy came out and was like do you guys want a a little taste of what what was uh overwatch's code name
0: oh it had a code name titan that's what it was oh right titan right, right it was known
2: as titan yeah and and i don't remember who it was but someone at blizzard came out on night two and was like hey you guys you've been great you want a little taste? Oh,
0: of you know Titan? who it was? That was Paul Sam's. No one like. <laughs> Everyone hates Paul Sam's. He sucks.
2: And and everyone's screaming, and we're like, we're finally gonna see Titan, no. and then he used that as an opportunity to show some badly photoshopped, fake Blizzard games. Yeah,
0: that was awful. People
2: lost their
0: mind, and they they were probably right to do it. It was dumb. Also, I have, I, I haven't. I I am not know if i supposed to say this or not. I know something about 2010 and the reason Geeky is happened. And I can tell you two things about it without getting in trouble. It was very last minute. Okay, like very last minute.
3: And, really? Yeah, oh, yeah.
0: Because
2: I thought they spent months finding those pictures. <laughs> well, that, that part was
0: probably obvious. But what they were actually filling time for, what was supposed to be there, that was a, that's an intense thing that I will tell you guys off the air. I can't say it on the air. Yeah, but I'll tell you off the air. But yeah, those were was good times. That, Let's just say I had
2: also the year where they did the Cataclysm trailer, but it had already played. So they said, close your eyes and listen to it. Yeah, it was that year. <laughs> I don't remember that. Wow. Yeah. They, it was wow. like a week before BlizzCon and the Cataclysm uh, CGI cinematic came out. And everyone was like, why'd they put this out a week before BlizzCon? Yeah. And they're, they're just like, here it is and so then at blizzcon they made the joke they're like yeah you may have already seen it but we want you to feel it so close your eyes and just listen to it
0: hold on was wow. that 2010 because they announced pandaria the very next year so maybe yeah
2: i might be mixing two blizzcons but they there've been some fun interesting oh blizzcon
0: yeah for content. sure for sure um like this one mr johnson i have i have two questions <laughs> That was so much fun. Oh my gosh. That was great. That'll never happen again, awesome. by the way. It's like the one time deal. No, that
1: was that was awesome. That was being a part of history. It was very cool. It
0: was fun. But I but to answer your question, Bo, I think there's real I think there's genuine wonder, perhaps doubt that there will ever be twenty six thousand people in a room at once in that one hall, or let alone sixty to eighty thousand people on the premises. Ever again. Or maybe I shouldn't say ever again. But not for a while, and if that's true, then that probably you could probably translate that for everything from Comic Con to World Con to PAXs to like I don't know if any of those can can do that reasonably. Now, I hope I'm dead wrong, and I hope by next year, working vaccines are happening. This virus hasn't mutated too much, like the data will the data will tell us. So, you know, hopefully all of that's good, because I would love to go back to BlizzCon the way it was. I want to be annoyed by dumb first world problems like that Uh, Hilton DJ sucks. He's way too loud. I'm going to the (laughs) other hotel who's with me. Like I want all those dumb things again and uh, and I and I'll miss it. But all of that being said, there's an opportunity here for Blizzard and everybody else to get creative. And I'm not saying do, you know, extra work under the under the current hardship we're having, but I'm just saying there's a chance here to say, all right, well, now that we have no choice, what can we do digitally to take advantage of this and to really, I don't know, take take our names to the higher level, whether that's Blizzard or anybody else. Like, what can we do right now to, to do that? And there's a way to do it. So, yeah, and for clarification, some of the chat were confused. Titan was the, excuse me, the code name for the MMO that they were building that eventually, yeah. when it got dismantled, they took the guts or parts of it and made Overwatch out of it. Which is to say that world, shooting mechanics, that sort of stuff were part of that MMO, but it is a stripped down version of that, if in case that wasn't clear earlier. Um all right. What else have we got? Oh. Uh, Doom Eternal. They got passed and everyone's less less mad now. We didn't really go over this last week, but people were pissed.
1: <laughs> They're less mad.
0: People were so mad about that patch that made everybody install novo and then do it as like a rootkit level patch. Like,
1: yeah, I mean, over their dumb the, multiplayer the, mode,
0: the, like that. Was, that's pretty crazy to put it in there for that weird
1: multiplayer mode that nobody cares that well, much well, about. Well, people people hate De novo because it's like, um, I think it's a bit invasive. Can't remember it's a bit invasive and it's taxing on your system apparently as well. Like it's right. Nobody, nobody likes it. And I I guess nobody likes any anti cheat software, but we need to have it for the integrity of our games. Mm -hmm. But I guess that the few, I don't even know what the arguments are. I'm just going to take a stab at it though. It's that one, you're right. The multiplayer, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's there it's fine i guess there's people who need that to be an integrity sort of thing i just don't see it as, as a future as an esport or anything mega important but no. you know okay uh i i assume most people are playing campaign style and and less of the battle mode but the other thing is that they really push you know the do marketings like we're you know pts game where we identify with hardcore gamers we drop f-bombs in our presentation you know hugo's kind of a Lead developer Hugo Martin, he was on um, the Joe Rogan show at one point, mm. and they were talking about jujitsu and stuff like that. Like they're very like into that audience, right? Yeah, that right. you know, and so this is like it's also a double, not a double betrayal, but it makes it I think worse in the eyes of those who feel that way because it's de novo, de novo. But I think it has a bad reputation. It I does. Can't remember what it likes it. it. I Man, it's not it.
2: the first time I've heard people complain about it getting put into a game. Yeah. Right. so it's one of those things where I think it's worse for, for games like Doom Eternal because it's not just a case of oh we don't like this thing but it's also a case of this company should know better Well, it also,
0: oh, it it also got to the point where they were having to issue late refunds for the game well after they would normally give refunds uh, for people who were ticked about this because a lot of people because the way it worked with that patch is that you just fired up a patch and unlike just a patch that fixed problems or took care of bugs or whatever this just oh, installed. It actually just
1: ruins the game. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm on the Wikipedia page. Yeah. novo has been criticized for alleged high central processing unit usage and excessive writing operations on storage components, causing lifespan reductions for solid state drives. Yeah, they've, they've denied it, but people have done tests to say games perform at lower frame rates and performance with this software installed. So no, I think that might be the main reason nobody likes it. Yeah, um, it's like it's one thing to have anti-cheat, but if it's ruining the game experience, nobody wants that.
0: Yeah, totally. So it's it's a dumb thing. It's out now. Um, they have another patch too that fixes some other crashes, probably some crashes that were related to the Devo, de novo stuff that was in there. De novo, however you say it, mm-hmm. and uh, they they are being very apologetic about it.
1: They're a German company, yeah, ja. ja. uh, yeah. Oh, not good engineering. Why does de Novo bad? This should be like the best anti cheat software in the world. We're not messing with your solid state drive, yeah. Ja. <laughs> That's the saying. Nothing to see in your task manager. Yeah, don't look. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Fine,
0: they say. Um, all right. So there's that. Uh okay, what else? Uh oh, um the chat rooms having a little chat about uh NVIDIA and how Blizzard might uh they were talking about NVIDIA's streaming stuff, but this could also apply to YouTube stuff. But the idea that streaming games, we talk about all the time, you know, and your friend Mike's playing with it now and it works for people who are less hardcore, but just want to get in with their friends and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, as a good alternative, we've talked that stuff to death, but I hadn't really thought about what it would do to the demo slash trial market. So for example, let's say you're, let's just use blizzard again and they're like, all right, you guys, we've got, uh, an entire sort of underground, uh, cave sequence in Diablo four ready to play and you all get to play it. And, and we fire up browsers on our PCs that connect to YouTube's streaming tech, which they have a deal with Blizzard now for other stuff, and we just are off to the races playing a portion of content from one of their games in a pretty high-fidelity way, assuming we have the specs for it, uh, internet-wise. Like what The better that gets, the, the, the more that's going to just change the way we p- preview or demo games. We may still want to have them on our hard drives. We may still want to download them and play them, which I still think is going to be a thing um, for most gamers but to give us tastes of things it's no longer go find it download it oh it didn't install right it's not ready for my hard drive like they could they could avoid so many of those problems just by saying hey today y'all can play this this Diablo thing live all you need is 3 megabytes up and down uh, minimum internet and you're good to, good to roll
1: yeah oh yeah it's the future having played it now it's the future yeah none of these conversations that we're having about oh pc console better specs will be just be playing on a toaster in five years yeah probably it's that good that i could see in five to ten years perfecting this that like you, even if you resist it eventually there'll be a game that leverages nvidia computers or whoever is the streaming service offering and it can't be played unless you're willing to put down 10 grand on the kind of processing power required for the the ambitious games that are going to be coming in the future
3: yeah
1: like like think about that if i don't know like let's say they have like a a 5,000 core processor that your games are running on for some reason. yeah. And, and they have MMO realms where they can handle like thousands of concurrent players being drawn on. Like when you go to Stormwind, you see a limited amount of people. They don't draw everything because the band, um, the bandwidth is limited in terms of the data that's being passed to your client. Right. And, uh, but if they just have to pass it to supercomputers, actually they don't have to pass it anywhere because the client is on the same local network as the server software. Yeah. And that could be be, like, uh, that could be a whole server room. World of Warcraft NVIDIA edition where you can just see all, there's no more shards. You just see all the people and there's no lag because you're playing on a computer. That's literally a foot away from the server.
0: Yeah. You're, and it's all being pumped to you in a single stream. you're not having to process any of that data any of those polygons any of that stuff no you're right i I think that'll
1: never be possible in a home pc that kind of a grandiose multiplayer experience with tons of people will not be possible on a home
0: computer yeah i think you're i think you're onto something and i think it's a fair bet um we're not there yet but when we get there we'll know it and it'll be i'm like fully
1: converted i'm super into it yeah i'm ready for it too actually i think it'll be great
0: uh all right so there's that and then uh there was some news that there's not a ton of news this week but some news dropped this week that marvel's avengers gameplay footage is coming next month so if you're still interested in that uh co-op right. avengers deal with the ugly people in it i'm, I'm gonna well, we'll wait and see maybe they fix the hair
1: i don't i don't like the puby hair <laughs> the puby the puby hair there's a lot of puby yeah. hair
2: yeah that game needs to look almost a hundred percent different to get me on board
1: <laughs> that game needs to be a completely other game for me to be interested oh
2: i love that i, I, I am not a completely other game in oh, the marvel mechanics avengers but just, behind it but yeah. visually i don't know if i've ever been uh less enthralled by the look of a game like to me there are there are games out there that look shitty and it's like okay uh, slay the spire I don't like the art in Slay the Spire, but you know what? Somebody went out there and they tried for a look, and they, you know, they hit the look more or less.
3: Yeah. For. yeah,
2: yeah. It it is what it is. The problem I have with Marvel's Avengers. It actively is offensive to me. They're drawing from something that has been depicted in so many visual mediums. It is a visual medium. It's comic books. Yeah. There are so many art styles. There are so many takes. There are so many things you can pull from. And instead, you make them look like Second Life models. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's it's bad. Uh, and so the gameplay... I might be fine, might be whatever, but I cannot get past how bad it looks visually.
0: Yeah, mm. I think it's. I mean, for me, it's some un- uncanny valley face problems. Uh, and I don't just mean like the typical uncanny valley problems, it's just juxtaposed against what the MCU is and the faces of you know your, your Tony Stark's and your and your Thor's and your whatnots that you have in those movies. I know that these aren't those faces and these aren't those people and the disconnect is really, it really throws me. Um, And that's funny to say that because I actually prefer that they don't, I don't want these people to look like actors necessarily because then that feels tie-in to me and I don't really trust tie-ins very much. So I have a whole other bias with that. But just looking at these faces, it's like, oh, that is not Chris Hemsworth. That is not Chris Evans or any of the other Chris's involved. Uh, They all look just weird. Um, I think environmentally, it looks fine. Like explosions look good and you know,
2: it looks like they hired all the stunt doubles to come in and just stand in there. I mean, that's the problem with pulling from the MCU style look is your brain then forms that expectation Mm -hmm. of, okay, I think it should look like this. And then when it doesn't, you kind of get an extra jolt of, wait a minute, this isn't right. Right. Um, but I also do think it just looks bad on top of it. Yeah. I, I agree with Bo. The hair looks like pubes. <laughs> uh, and I didn't even uh, know about the hair
0: pube thing. Is
1: that it a just thing? looks
2: bad. None of them look like the characters that I would expect them to look like. Like right. and that I guess maybe that's the other element, is maybe I am comparing them to their MCU counterparts, but in my head, none of those characters look like that. Where they wound up is not at all how I would envision them. Even if you said, let's take this comic book drawing and turn it into a real life thing, I wouldn't wind up with what they ended up so, with.
1: So why didn't they do that? Why isn't this an MCU it's video? very expensive. Because, very expensive. Yeah, but uh, I mean, if you... Those likenesses. A lot of people who that... love Tom Hiddleston and, and Chris oh, Evans, yeah. like... yeah they would want to play and marry those guys and all that business like like who wants a lot of people who are into MCU are not necessarily going to buy comic books everyone right. likes avengers right so you've got to think about if you, you know your market is like who's playing this game
0: i think it's i think the answer is obvious if this was if this was um sorry if this was uh disney fronting all the money for it you'd probably get the likenesses and all of that but it's not a relatively small publisher in Square Enix. I say that knowing that Square Enix is, you know, have a has a storied past and are responsible for many great long-standing franchises, including Final Fantasy series, blah blah blah, all that. Right. But it's still not like having EA or 2K or some monster publisher, Activision, whoever. And I mm-hmm. and I can tell you right now, the cost of just getting just getting. Um, one of those main actors from that show to get their likeness licenses are ridiculously expensive. So I think that's probably why like they just can't afford it. If I was to guess, if I was to guess, I've never
2: seen a game more in need of the Borderlands effect. (laughs) Like if you go back in Borderlands history and you watch the very early uh, footage of Borderlands, it wasn't cel-shaded. They were going for a realistic look on that game and nobody cared about it. Nobody paid the game any mind. Nobody was interested in it. It was getting zero buzz. And then they went and they gave it the art style it did. And now we have three Borderlands, you know, and spin-offs and tie-ins and people cosplay the characters all the time like it's amazing what a little coat of paint will do to a game and i think this game needs it more than any other
0: game. i agree if this game had ch- chunky ex- exaggerated looking uh art style just like a different style and i don't mean you know when i say chunky i don't mean like fat guys i, I just mean like you know just do a different this gives some stylization here and not aim for making real humans that would be yeah. infinite that would be instantly more interesting to me as a game because well, i make
1: it more like a comic book right kind of I mean, yeah talking about a
0: little bit like this i have a freeze frame up for the chat of the guy who's playing um bruce banner here um and he's about to run out of the plane and become the hulk and he's just the most nondescript freaking not <laughs> this dude looks nothing like uh Ruffalo, Mark Ruffalo by any stretch of the imagination doesn't look like any of the previous people who played him. So I've already got that problem. And then if I really try to think what he looks like, he looks like somebody
1: waiting in line at the Jiffy Lube behind me. Like he's just a dude. Yeah. So they also didn't put their own spin in an interesting way because right. then, you know, like artists take a hold of things all the time and put their own style on it. And it's cool, but this looks like they're going for generic.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Like
1: there's nothing about them that's it, that, that you're like wow look at their their version of the character it's very fascinating there's nothing interesting about them at all no <laughs> so I, I, don't I
0: agree Spider Verse styles exactly right Alora for real in the chat room that's what we're looking for here Spider Verse has a sense of realism and depth but it also has a sense of stylistic choice their faces yeah. their movements their emotions their the way that game is quote unquote drawn feels right and this could benefit from that. So maybe give this whole project over to, who, who did Spider-Man give that to? Uh, Sony. Uh, not Sony, the company, though, Who? I mean, Sony oh. foot the, the bill, but who's, uh, can't think of the name. They made the Ratchet and Clank games. Help me. Uh, oh, uh, Insomniac? Uh, Insomniac. They made, was it Insomniac?
1: Or Rocksteady.
0: No, it was Insomniac, I believe. They made that game. Give it to them. Let them make a really cool game. That would be cool. Yeah, Deep Rock Galactic style. Make them all like yeah. chunky. I would and, like, take
2: that over over this in a yeah. in a heartbeat. Yeah, I would too. I would take I would, that over this. Yeah.
1: like think about um the Arkham games. Yeah, uh, I remember when I first saw it. I was like, why did they make Batman like? He's kind of like um, I don't. He's the old school version of him. Right? Like he's kind of this lame. He doesn't look like a modern take. He looks distinctly like. Like a take that somebody might have in the 60s on a comic book or something. Right? Sure. I'm not sure what era, but he looks like an older era rendition of Bruce Wayne. And it's awesome. Like, it also feels unique to the video game series and all the characters do yeah. with Mark Hamlin. And it's just like, it's great. I love it. Like, do that. Yeah, do that. So, so, so they haven't, like, they, I don't know, they, it just isn't working maybe they've maybe hey we'll see new footage and it'll be awesome so let's reserve judgment. yeah that's the whole point because next month we, we get can't to see be the only ones saying this stuff yeah
2: what if they, no, come out and they go, already changed the faces once and yeah. i saw the before and after and went you barely moved the needle at all i mean you got better but like not by much It's just, we're dealing with a world where you literally have a god of thunder, a femme fatale spy, you've got a giant green monster, you've got a guy clad in the American flag, and somehow these larger-than-life characters are the most uninteresting things I've ever seen. They should walk into the room and be the only thing you look at, because it's amazing and incredible, and instead I just kind of, my eyes just go over them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's a weird choice, design choice, we'll see what they do. Uh, by the way, this just in. I play that because it's a little, you know, it's a little unknown for sure. But Metroid Prime Trilogy for Nintendo Switch is rumored for June launch. Ooh. Ooh. All right. So this is new rumor. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to find the date on this here. It is, is it a 25th. remaster
1: or just a re-release of the old game?
0: Uh, I assume it's, well, let's see. Um, news report claims that Metro Prime Trilogy for the Nintendo Switch will launch later this month or next month. With a Swedish retail site calling um, for the listing as of June 19th. Let's see. Yeah, June 19th release date, um, which that would mean it would put it in the same month as the confirmed Paper Mario, the Origami King, which I'm very excited about. Uh, nothing about, I don't think there's anything about Metroid Prime 4, which is still in development. Uh, the, the rumors are they scrapped it in 2019 and, re- and started over on whatever the hell that is. But that thing's getting worked on still. But the trilogy, which is a, you know, hopefully a somewhat remastering of the previous games, uh, coming to Switch possibly in June. So get excited, y'all. I only
2: ever played, well, I played, I think I played and beat one and three. One and two. two. One and
0: two are the bomb. Uh, Metroid Prime yeah, Metroid Prime. Those Metroid Prime games on the on the GameCube. Yeah, I, guess. I played a
1: bit of the first one. I heard good things. I just never had a Nintendo at that time. But
0: I love those games. Oh my gosh, they seem good.
1: Like I, I, everything I've seen of it is awesome.
0: They were incredible. Um, four was it? F- no, no. What was the one that was on the Wii? That was kind of a shit game. That was not good. Well, I, I think I was
2: just three. Was it just
0: three it was on the Wii? I didn't like three. One and two, the GameCube games, amazing games. I would play three again in this format though. They tried there was to was the
2: third one, right?
0: Well, I don't see Metroid. Let's see Metroid Prime Three. I'm trying to see if that I was the Wii. Game.
2: There was like on the Switch. There was there was one Prime Three
0: Corruption. First person. No, that I was right. It was on the Wii. So the third one was on the Wii. One and two were on GameCube. Um, and the Wii one. Maybe the reason I hated it is because it used motion controls for aiming, and I hated it. That drove me freaking nuts. Oh, Other yeah. M was on the Wii as well. That's a different one, right?
2: Other M was garbage. Yeah. I hated that game. That was
0: not a good game. But those first two games and maybe the third, if I had a new chance to play it, I would be super into it. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, there's, yeah, Other M. So wait, Other M was on Wii, but so was 3 was other yeah, m later
2: they were they were doing real good work with the metroid prime series and then all of a sudden they were like hey here's other m it's going to be a totally different thing and then you played it and you were like well it was certainly different
3: yeah
0: i don't like the other m
2: <laughs> no the other m's bad <laughs> yeah I like, I like the main the first, m.
0: M. first m's better m anyway so there's your breaking news for the day now this <laughs> Games we played this week. Quick notes about two games that just came out that I have very short comments about. One is Crucible from Amazon Game Studios. They have been uh, you know, making games for a little while now. Hadn't released much. They had some racing thing that I don't know anything about that came out a while ago. Oh, I know what it was. It was their, their tie-in with those Top Gear guys that now do stuff on Amazon Prime. So it was a, like a racing game slash tie-in with whatever those guys are called now. Anyway...
3: Yeah. If you're into those guys, guys. you know
0: what it is. Apparently, that was no fun to play. But anyway, I never touched it. But Crucible launched on Steam and other places uh, last week. It's a free game, a competitive shooter, third person behind the back. Uh, The Grand Tour. Thank you, Dice Tomato. I could not remember the name of that for that racing thing. Anyway, uh, Crucible is just average. Somewhere between average and kind of bad. And I don't want to disparage it too much because I didn't spend a ton of time with it. The shooting's okay, but the game itself feels like it's about eight years old visually and kind of just, I don't know, the way stuff animates, your gun's all twitchy. Um, when you blow stuff up, it's not very satisfying. When you when you run over things that you're supposed to collect, they just sort of disappear in a way that feels really basic and not polished and kind of hard to put my head around it. The actual shooting seems okay, but it's this combination of sort of like, hey, Overwatchy style combat. With characters with special guns and abilities kind of overwatch like. And then you're doing game objectives that are very MOBA like. And in theory, that's a fun deal, but I don't know. Just seems kind of like a bummer so far. It's new though, brand new. They're patching it. It's, you know, has its potential. So we'll see what happens if uh if that gets off the ground. So that was my take on that. And then I played Minecraft Dungeons for a couple of hours. And I am I'm really sad to report. <laughs> I don't think that game's very good. I don't think it's terrible, but it's kind of um, it's what you th- it's what you if you were to be worried about what Minecraft Dungeons is, you you would hear about it and go, okay, whoa, in the Minecraft world they're going to do like a Diablo-like game, and that might pique your interest and have you go, oh, interesting. Um, and I got this on Game Pass, by the way, so there's no skin off my nose to try it. Um, and that, but your fear would be, oh, they're not going to make a hardcore ARPG. This is just going to be kind of minecraft but only in name and sort of look but it's really going to be kind of basic and stuff like that that would be your fear and then what you would hope is it would come out and it would blow your mind and be the most deep action rpg ever made and be like man scoot over diablo i got something to play till you come out uh nope it's the it's the former it's just kind of easy too easy really simple really on rails um it's not very open. I feel like I was just always following an indicator where to go next. It's done like missions. You do loot, you get levels, you get abilities. Like the stuff's there, but it's just not it's not great. And some of the things that makes Minecraft great like like terrain deformation. Like imagine what do you call those um cre- the creepers, the green creepers in Minecraft that if you get too close to them they blink and then explode and they leave a big pit. I didn't
3: um, know that.
0: Yeah, that's a thing in Minecraft. You can des- they can destroy stuff, blow half your house up if they get into your house or whatever you've built. Like it's a cool thing in Minecraft. In this game, nothing deforms. Even when those blow up, they don't blow up anything. So there's no cool like
2: oh that's dumb
0: particle effects or voxel <laughs> stuff going on. It is dumb. It's super dumb.
2: It makes me sad. It made me it-
0: it's- sorry, go
3: ahead, John. It-
2: it is one of those things where like the the look and art to Minecraft, you know, it, I think it gets a lot of shit because it's very popular with kids and it's, right. you know, it, it is what it is. But honestly, the look and feel of Minecraft is very unique and very good. And I think that you can tell that because you look at other people who've tried to copy it and you go, ugh, yeah. that, there's something really wrong there. Yeah. And I think Minecraft kind of nails it. And so you're right. I I would hope that they could do something creative and cool with it. But it sounds like it was just like, hey, we can cash in on this license.
0: If I was 12 years old, and I don't mean to be ageist about this, but if I was 12 or 13 and this game was coming out, I'd be losing my mind with excitement. Because A, I'd yeah. probably be way more into Minecraft anyway in that world and those, those archetypes and characters and all that stuff. But B, it would be like, ooh, a whole new way to play in this world that I love. And also at 12, I wasn't like super twitchy and very good at video games. So, you know, the, it wouldn't need to be that difficult. It would just be a fun time. And that's what this is. And I'm sure in co-op, on a console, on a TV, kids are having a blast right now. And I say yay to that. That's awesome. And I'm glad this game exists for them, especially if you're a Game Pass sub, because you just get it. And that's great. But, man, I, I can't even think of I I'm done with it. I can't go back in there.
3: <laughs>
0: it's just not, it's not bad. It's not like... Like, blatantly bad. It just doesn't do anything new or anything cool with the existing franchise, nor does it reach far enough into why action RPGs are fun and addicting. It just middles everything. And I don't know.
1: They're just trying to capitalize on the Minecraft uh, brand and they didn't make a. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just, <laughs> why does it have to be Minecraft style when you make your top down thing?
0: I don't, I mean, it it's just because they, in their heads, I mean, I think, I guess originally it was supposed to be more like, um, Oh, I forgot. The the original the original prototype for what ended up being Dungeons was supposed to be something called I forgot, but it was a different whole different kind of game.
1: And I mean, they to, changed in, it. in my mind, if you're doing Minecraft in in a Diablo version, then there should be a level editor. Yeah. And, like There's... it should be a fully cre- it should be a Mario Maker style game. Mm-hmm. They don't have any like, what of do you, that. Why does it have to have the, it doesn't have any of the um pillars of the Minecraft brand. Like if you're sitting down in a corporate meeting and you're like what do people like about Minecraft and what do we have to make sure to include in the Diablo game? It's like, uh, you know, like you said, exploding creepers, <laughs> building stuff.
0: They also don't have the, the call marks of a Diablo game. The levels are never, they're not procedurally generated. They're set and pre done. And you, if you ever do okay, them twice, you're yeah. doing the same damn thing again
2: procedurally generated. This doesn't make any sense.
0: I agree. To I yeah. totally agree with the you. I know. The whole. It feels, yeah. it feels opposite from their DNA. It's just an odd thing.
2: I think the thing that bums me out so much is because as we talk about it, I think of how cool a game like that with terrain deformation could be. You mm-hmm. know, um, mm-hmm. We've been playing a lot of Deep Rock Galactic, and I literally took a perk in that game that made it to where when i blow something up it leaves a bigger crater Mm. and the reaction to every time i blow one of those up is universal Mm. oh my gosh what just happened here like the idea of like a giant crater deforming the environment has a visceral effect on a player to see it and and see what it does and that's that's really effective. And that's what you're going for in a Diablo-like game. You want your moves to feel big and impactful. And if they made a game where you were, you know, eroding walls or putting giant craters in the floor and stuff like that, that'd feel awesome. I would be be 100% down for something like that. I
0: mean, in all fairness, all three of us are doing a lot of that right now in a totally different game and it feels great. And so this seems, the stuff we're doing in Deep Rock Galactic should be happening in a top-down minecraft dungeons game it really should be like you should have more creative ways of traversing terrain blowing stuff up getting through it in a way that's more minecrafty they don't really do that i do need to make a correction though chat room pointed out very quickly that i guess the levels are procedurally generated i didn't know that it's not obvious and it's real hard to tell um also i don't know why you'd go back to those levels because once you've done them you've done them um it's the kind of game it's not like a game where it's like axe and teleport points and stuff like that you start at the top of the thing you get to the end goal you click the goal and it says mission complete and then send you back to kind of a overworld mario thing um so it would it's not it sure is if if those levels are procedurally generated it sure is not obvious when you're playing through it oh. that they are because how would you know like you don't ever go back and see that stuff again really there are harder difficulties. There are, there is better loot. So yeah, you can go back and do that stuff again. But again, it's so nondescript. It's just the same trees and ground and squares that you've seen a million times over before. I I just, it didn't, that stuff just did not do it for me. So even if it is procedurally generated, it's, it's not, it's not super apparent. Um, the only other thing I'd say about it is, uh, what was I going to say? I forgot. Um, Oh, the actual play of it, like the control, your character. I was playing on a mouse and keyboard, but that stuff's fine. It's totally fine. It does exactly what you're supposed to do. You click on the dude with your sword. It hurts him. (laughs) He dies in kind of cool fashion. There's a little bit of physics going on. Like, there's stuff there. It's just, I don't think it's for us. That's all I'm saying. Just Mm -hmm. not for us. Uh, I played a ton of uh, 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 (laughs) rock dwarves is what I wrote. Deep Rock Galactica. Sure. with uh, my, I played by myself. I played a ton with you guys. Let me rephrase that. I played a lot of this game solo, and I also played with you guys in groups. There. That's better than playing with myself. Um, that game continues to not suck in every possible way. I love that game, and uh, we're all just having a blast in it. Um, any... Additional thoughts. John, it looks like that's like the only game you played this week. How 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 was your time in Deep Rock Galactic? Yeah, it
2: kinda is. I played Animal Crossing. I, I keep forgetting it because I'm just doing my chores. Yeah, you're doing your stuff Animal every crossing. day. Right. Uh there's really not a lot to say about it. Right. But uh, you know, I've been playing that. But yeah, I've been mostly in Deep Rock Galactic. I've streamed some of it and uh it's just fun. There's just something about it. Every time I think I'm gonna go do something else, I'm like, or <laughs> go in there and I could go down and I could I could mine and I could get get minerals and I could maybe find some rare loot like that's the thing the promise of the rare loot chest in inside a level is very enticing yeah because it it happens frequently enough to make you think like oh there's a good chance but not a hundred percent so that they get you with that like well one more couldn't hurt um, and also I found out that you will never get a duplicate out of it, which is also very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just it it feels very rewarding, but it's kind of a slow drip feed reward. So you're like, well, I'll just go back in. I'll just and uh the thing I get asked the most is is it fun by yourself? Yeah. And I Scott, I'll let you share your thoughts on this as well. I think it is, but in a different way. I agree, it's not as fun but there is a slow methodical nature to the solo play Hmm. with the little robot that is not bad.
0: It's a different kind of fun. I think like I I will agree with you. I won't, it actually, I won't even say that it's, I can't between the two. It's not like I'm saying one's more fun or less fun. They are different kinds of fun. The single player solo experience in that game. I was telling Bo about this the other night when we were playing together. It feels like a roguelike to me. Uh, I get into that world. There's tons to explore and find. It's kind of puzzly sometimes. How am I going to get that vein of rock up here? I got to get that. Uh Uh-oh, spiders are coming, whatever. Um, I'll use my little robot to do this. Um, You know, got little tricks to do that. Uh, Using traversal on a gunner is tricky, so I got to be careful how I do that. Like, there's all these things I have to do. And even if I don't pass the mission, it's not like I'm just done and have to start over. I take stuff back with me. Like there is there is some gain from going, no matter whether you lose or win, um, and yeah. it's no longer frustrating to me because if I lose, I'm like, eh, I'll just go back in, and I got something for it, so it's not like it was a total waste. And now I'll go do it again and see if I can get a better cavern this time or something that's a little faster for me to get through or whatever. So for for me, the the solo play is almost like a separate game, and I enjoy it on its own le- on its own for its you know in its own right. I enjoy it, but when I'm playing with you guys. Whole different kind of fun, different whole different kind of game, even in a weird way, and that was unexpected. It's to me, it's clear that they—I um, probably said this too much, maybe to you guys, but I'll say it to the audience. It feels like the game or the developers of the game were very careful to do this this part of it right. To say, okay, here's the amazing co-op experience, but also we are going to give real attention to you who can only get in there by yourself or players who want to keep. Playing while their friends are offline. We want that to be meaningful. And they figured out a way to do it. And they figured out how to make John, you said it the other day while we were playing. They made they make things that sound like horrible work fun. Like chopping away at a bunch of things, trying to reach a certain vein of that Mordecai crap, uh, you know, looking for just one last flower because you need 20 of them. They sound like terrible ideas, but somehow because you you are the tool in the terrain. There's something about that that's just fun to do, and it's a challenge, and it feels like a puzzle, and when you solve it, it's incredibly satisfying. It just feels so good that you beat this weird-ass cavern that was so twisty and turny, and it was just you and your robot, or or if we're playing together, it was the three or four of us, and it's it's just an amazing accomplishment. I can't say enough about that game. It's just
1: it makes me feel like, wow, I wish more games would figure out this loop that they've perfected because they'll throw everything at a game. But the stuff that part that matters, which is what this game has is DNA, you know, right, right. Yeah. The only thing I would say is like, I I just I want them to add more stuff to the
0: game. That's all.
1: And they're doing that. So,
0: yeah, there's more coming. So you get some we're going to get some varying mission types and some other stuff coming up um i have my favorites i really like salvaging the the what are they called the drone not drones whatever they are your molly the mules, the mules that's what i meant yeah. uh, when you got to go salvage two mules i like how that plays out i like the weird mechanics of it um solo i like doing eggs because i can see them on the map and i can send my robot to get them and you know <laughs> it just makes for yeah. a. I tried
1: uh challenge four last night by the way oh how'd that go for you uh, I eventually <laughs> succumbed to death, but it's basically a constant barrage of spiders. Like there are low points, yeah. But even at low points, there's like a couple of spiders here and there.
3: Yeah,
1: it's pretty rough. There's never, wait, there's probably I can't never wait to n- get. I can't wait till we all have max level characters, and then we'll try these like insane levels.
0: Yeah. Plus, yeah. their deep dive whatever end game thing. I don't even. know. I haven't looked that up. What do we know? What that is? So
1: I've got a weekly mission unlocked for me. It's not the deep dive, but basically rather than it just be one mission you have to do a series of missions for an assignment and you get rewards at the end okay so that's what the deep dive is deep dives and i'm i don't know what what if i haven't looked up anything to spoil me from all the surprises Mm -hmm. but um i'm sure there's remixed or updated content because that's for end game stuff and that was added later in the development of the game i was gonna
0: say that was never in the early builds i played i didn't know what that stuff was until retail
1: What's fun about that game, too, is like I've got, I don't know how many hours now, maybe 60 to 80, somewhere in that range. Mm-hmm. Um, we went into a level yesterday, and we found blue crystals, and that lightning was shooting, bouncing from crystal to crystal. And I had never seen that before. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, the game's still like, it's very small things, but very small and cool things where I'm like, I've never seen this before. Mm-hmm. This
3: is awesome. Yeah,
1: I was there when you discovered
0: that. I was also there when you guys figured out you could throw, the, throw stuff at each other and catch it.
1: Yeah, uh, we can catch, uh, and then I can make fun of uh, the rookies for not catching them because they're, <laughs> right. they're
3: bad. Right. It's damn it, uh, rookie.
0: Yeah, there's catch a, the mineral. <laughs> there's a there is a constant sense of discovery that is um, surprising. I didn't expect it. As
1: long as we keep feeling that the game remains engaging, and I keep wanting to play it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: same. Yeah. I I mean I was yeah I, I it's been hard for me to fire much else up. I keep thinking oh i need to spend some time in the world of warcraft alpha and then i'm like but this sounds like more fun
1: right now you know i just can't help it <laughs> yeah it's, so it, i i think too what it does is it's doing things that the big games might have done in the beginning but stopped doing when they tried to improve their game which is there's that element of um work like it was funny because when Crofton was first playing, he's like, where's the stuff to shoot? And I'm like, no, no, it's not about shooting. Mm-hmm. We're here to collect minerals. Yeah. Shooting's like an inconvenience. It's like you go to your job. You hope mm. you don't have to shoot spiders.
3: Right. <laughs> right. That is it. Yeah, sometimes you... <laughs> spiders attack and you got to shoot them.
1: So like ideally there's no spiders. We're just in here to, to right click on minerals and go ding, 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 and bring them back home. That's all it is. So like other games, it's like the main thing is we're going to hell to slay demons. But here it's just like we're just going to collect minerals. There's just dangers yeah. in there. Yeah. And and it's such a subtle distinction, but it's all the difference in the world where it's like the fun activity is also a disruption of the main activity and juggling those responsibilities is part of my brain space when I'm playing the game. Mm-hmm. Like you guys were laughing at me because I go and shoot spiders. Then I go mine during a swarm mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, there won't be another spider for another three seconds. I need to let me pick up some minerals while I have some time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You know, yeah. Like I'm trying to juggle both and I'm trying to get better at it. Cause I know in the harder modes, there'll be less relief and we have to be able to mine and, handle swarms yeah so i find that engaging and Mm -hmm. games need more of that where your activity is not just killing your activity is something else but combat can be a part of that game
0: right the combat is good like they have a really good chunky uh gunplay in this game it feels good to shoot stuff but this would not be a great game if this game was just hey go down in these these general these generated caves and kill stuff
1: yeah, the fighting serves a purpose. Yeah, in most cases, fighting is just all there is. Like even in Diablo, the fighting is all there is. Right. Well, no, actually, I would say not. Yeah, the gear game is part of it. So I would say, I would exclude Diablo from that because it has the gear game. Yeah. So the gear game and the fight game inform one another, and you're playing sort of two different things. And here you're doing that too. And in, you know, shitty versions of these kinds of games, all you're doing is fighting, and it's very uninteresting. Yeah, and and you're also you.
0: you're also doing. <sighs> I don't know. The progression just feels good. It's like I've I worked really hard to kill this and do this, and when I got back to base, I was able to get a longer beard and a badass gun upgrade. Like that stuff is fast and 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 frequent. You know, like you're not you're not yeah. Having lots a of grime. great
1: cosmetics yeah. to earn too. Yeah. You have to buy
3: them. Yeah, yeah.
0: And the whole just the whole miner m- motif and the fact that you're freaking a bunch of dwarves and that that's, well, that's a thing what i mean the you're
1: celebrating it's a game about mining rocks yeah it's not a game about shooting stuff it's a game about going and doing something <laughs> pretty simple yeah and you know if anyone told you it's like there's a great new game coming out from ubisoft and you're a miner so you're going to go in a hole you're going to mine some rock and then you're going to come up the hole and, and deliver it Yep, you wouldn't want to play that game no you're right you're right. On paper,
0: even, this game doesn't... So what
1: other games are there that we could make that on paper sounds stupid that we should be
0: making? I don't know. Like That's the million-dollar question. I like, hope they do really paper well, Boys
1: is an example of this, right? Like, yeah. Why would you make a game about a kid delivering paper? But <laughs> it's a classic video game, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: There's another one, that Moonlighter game, which is a 2D kind of roguelike game. I love that game. Um, uh, Kyle talks about it all the time, too. But it's, it's cool because you go into these dungeons at night, and you fight stuff, but it's because you're trying to bring... Uh, things back to the surface and then sell them in your shop the next day. And so there's two phases. There's this go out and fight stuff like every roguelike has, try not to die, and then come back to town. And when you get back to town, you start your, your or you lay out all your tables, set all your prices, start your shop opening. People come in looking for stuff. You can tell if they don't like your prices. You go adjust them on the fly. It becomes a shop simulator for half mm-hmm. of that game. And that's what makes that game special is that it's not just. It's two desperately different things. Do you know what I mean? Like this is. We need rocks. Well, there happen to be spiders there. All right, well, we'll shoot those when they come. It's a perfect combination that makes them both more compelling than they would be on their own. If this was just go get rocks and there's no no reason to shoot anything down there, again, lame game. If it was just shoot spiders and then get up, also lame game. Put the two together, somehow it's magic. (laughs) And I don't know how. Mm -hmm. It's just really great. So... I love it. It's awesome. We're going to keep playing it probably for a long time. Let's marry it. Let's marry it. We love it so much. Uh, I also played a little more Fury Unleashed. It might be my, uh, I mentioned Deep Rock's a little like a roguelike sometimes in single player, but as, as far as a pure roguelike goes, Dead Cells was my roguelike of 2019. This is mine this year and it's Fury Unleashed and it's freaking amazing. Do not let the art scare you. It's one of those where, John, I'll bet you look at the art and go, nope, not playing this.
2: Hold on, let me look at it. Because it is
0: intentionally stoner kid artwork, scratch drawing on his desk during detention kind of artwork. And Mm -hmm. it put me off at first. The gameplay, though, imagine like... Remember Commando in the arcade, Commandos? Just all the gunplay and everything, so much fun. Um, Mm -hmm. Imagine that kind of gameplay mixed with Rogue Legacy-style progression that's the game basically. And it's very good. I really, really oh, I don't, like it. I
2: don't hate the look of this.
0: Oh, you don't. Actually, okay. All right. You might, you uh, the actual in action. it's way better than stills. will will make you think, um, it's just, you know, I done away and I call it questionable art <laughs>
3: because, because,
0: it, you know, it bears some conversation, right? You can talk about why it's not the best or whatever.
2: You know? I mean, I think your description of it is apt because what it immediately reminded me of it, one of my favorite things to draw when I was a little kid was to turn the lined paper mm-hmm. into corridors yeah. and just draw ninja turtle straight up murdering people. <laughs> like just, 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 this is a ninja turtle. You could tell because I drew a little red band on him. This is a foot clan soldier because he's a ninja and here's blood squirting out of his back because he's getting stabbed. Of course. Like, and, and it's not that it looks like those drawings because those drawings were very crude, but, that's immediately what I was reminded of with all those corridors and the, and the art style. Yeah. To it. so it's very, that's I a
0: really good comparison. It. It's very cool. It's a, it's a neat take on the roguelike things, uh, random levels. Uh, I don't know. It's just very metal in its approach. It's also supposed to be a comic book that you're playing through, you know, like the, the, the conceit is that you're playing through the pages of a, like a hardcore like 90s ass comic. and uh, Yeah,
2: that could be too, because I grew up on 90s comics. Yeah, and th- yeah so it's a callback to that. and It has kind of like a metal slug quality to it. Oh, yeah, very much. It's kind of big and moving. And, yeah, good, yeah.
3: C- good
0: call on that. That's actually true. Um, and the, pan- the, the levels that you're on, they're all panels of comic books. And so when you exit the pages, you're on to the next level. You fight a boss, you move on to the next comic. Uh, tons of upgrades in between loot boxes all over the place uh in the world i mean not after the match or whatever you die but you you know you you gain something on the way so you can be better the next time through like all of those those things are there but it's in the actual moment to moment that it really shines because you're just blowing everything to shit it's just great so that game has been great to pick up it's incredibly good on the switch i don't have it there um i've been playing this on pc and have had it for a while in early access it's now full release but if I was to rebuy it, I would probably consider the Switch just because this would just be fun to lose time on in bed or whatever. Um, anyway, it's very good. Fury Unleashed, check it out. Available everywhere.
2: I'm sorry. I was I was looking at screenshots of it instead of listening. Where is it? Oh, sorry. Right Switch
0: now? and uh, PC. It's on Steam, isn't it? Uh, yes, it's on Steam. Steam uh, so Steam, Switch, PS4, and Xbox all have it. Um, okay. So you can get it anywhere, really. It's very good, my my big picker. Someone who would have to really impress me this year with uh, rogue likes to make it more fun than this, and it's possible. But I'm a big fan of these, and this one is really doing it for me. Um, all right, Bo, what else? Uh, Hearthstone, really? Oh, we're still into the Hearthstone, are we?
1: Well, I'm still playing single player Hearthstone. I mean, there isn't really much to say. Yeah, just, just... <laughs> it's just is what I've been doing. It just fills my time nicely. But um, I'm not playing because I have multiplayer games that I like to play. So when multiplayers are not available. Play the solo i'm still working through solo mode i've i guess it was lord slitherspear and heroic mode was really hard it took me a long time to finally figure out that mill rogue would beat it but anyways um i've just been enjoying it it's the single player. there's so much like if you were starting today there's there's so much single player content in there you'll, you'll be busy for months
0: yeah so it'll give you plenty to do I'm enjoying did, it did any of us pull the trigger on um what were we talking about last week? We were thinking because it was kind
2: of a surprise. Oh, Saints Row the Third. Oh yeah,
0: the remaster of Saints Row. Oh. I was ready to grab that thing, and then a found out it was only on uh, uh, where, where is it uh, Epic Game Store Epic. is the only place that has yeah. it. And then the other reason, unless I wanted console, and then the other reason was console versions were locked at thirty frames, and so if I was getting on PC, it had to be Epic. And then I was just reading reviews that were just like, "Yeah, just play four again. It's a newer and looks better. But three's not as crazy." as do remember. Think-
2: looks better i i would argue i think there's more done to that game graphically than because i've read a lot of reviews on it as well and i think some people have been very disingenuous some people have been maybe a little too impressed by it i heard some people say it's one of the best uprezes of in video game history i don't know if i'd go that far wow Um, Mm. but they they what did seem to be unanimously agreed upon was that it still plays like an old video Okay. Um, and that maybe the controls and gameplay systems and all of that haven't been brought up to snuff. Uh, uh, I still really want it because if I'm going to play it, I want to play the prettiest version of it. And yeah. I actually did play through some of it recently. And yeah, it controls like an old video game. It doesn't it doesn't play the best in the whole wide world, but I'd still rather play the prettier version of it. So hmm. I'll probably get it one day. Uh, my income became zero right around the time it came out. Yeah. So I did not pick it up. Yeah. But um yeah, I will probably eventually pick it up 'cause I I really love Saints Row the Third. It's a it's a phenomenal little game. Yeah,
0: I'm just torn. I want it to play I want it to play not like that's the worry I have is it's gonna well you you just said it yourself. Like if it play 2011 is not that long ago. Not really. I mean it is, no. but it's nine years ago in video game terms, lately anyway, that's not the biggest jump in the world.
2: Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. Here's a, here's how you answer this question. You okay. own Saints Row the Third, right? I do. Yeah. You have it on Steam. I do. Load it up, yeah. play it, see how it plays, and then say, would I like to keep playing this with prettier graphics? And then let that be your deciding
0: Let factor. that be my guide? Because
2: control-wise, it plays exactly the same.
0: Okay. So they didn't tighten any of that up. It had pretty good shooting, though, compared to the competition back then. It was all right.
2: At the time, yeah, but it was uh, it was kind of before they really landed on that snap targeting with GTA mm-hmm. uh, in a big bad way. So you, I immediately picked it up and expected it to play like Red Dead Two, and was like, oh no, it doesn't play like that at all.
0: Okay, all right, well that's a good, a good, uh, I don't know, that's food for thought. I'll have to figure it out because I was at, as of last week, I was like, I'm getting this like right now. And then reviews started hitting and it was sort of middling. I'm like, I don't know if I'm getting this now.
3: It's got Burt Reynolds yeah.
2: in
1: it. What it's worth. You, got a, you got a ton of games to play. There's a ton <laughs> of new games to play. Maybe it's not that important.
0: Yeah, maybe not. That's I mean, kind of where I was at. Like I, My head was like, Will I be? Would, do I want to get super involved in this right now? Or do I want to just go do another mission in Deep Rock Galactic? And I went that way yeah that's what yeah. you
1: got to do this problem with games it's like your rational mind is like i have to complete this game and i have to try this thing but like there's so much to choose from if you find something you really love you should just stick with that thing. yeah
0: he was in uh burt reynolds was in grand theft auto as well he was, was he, oh, really? did he do both he was in vice city he played avery Carrington. oh i
1: remember that yep. right he
2: was yeah i well, remember this he plays burt reynolds oh oh whoa hold
1: on then <laughs> Stop the presses.
0: My favorite thing Burt Reynolds ever did was he had a, a bit role on My Name is Earl and his character died in the show and Norm McDonald took over as his son but basically did his Burt Reynolds impression the whole time as his son. And it was amazing. <laughs> it's
1: like Turd Ferguson, basically. Yeah,
0: it was one of my favorite things that Norm ever did. It's great. Funny name. Yeah, funny name. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so good. I love Norm. Uh, I haven't watched any of his stuff where he interviews people on the phone right now. I haven't watched any of that.
1: Uh, it's nothing, you know. Norm Norm is funny, and yeah. there are moments where Norm like, is a genius. But I don't know if you're really missing much sometimes on that Norm show. Yeah, because it, I he's kind of stopped telling jokes as much. Yeah, and I don't know.
0: Feels it's, like he's just testing people a little bit, you know.
3: Yeah, he I
1: watched one episode; it was funny, but I'm like, I don't want to. I mean. Yeah. Everyone's just like huh oh. like, like if you want to listen to a series where people are sort of taken off guard or just awkward then I don't know it's not that good.
2: His Netflix show was pretty good.
1: It was good. It was good. Yeah. No, the Norm Macdonald show was great. Yeah. But this quarantine thing, uh, it's a pass. Yeah,
0: it's just him. Yeah. He, not it's him not trying very hard. <laughs> it's just sort of him on the phone, <laughs> sitting in a chair with his belly out, uh, doing stuff. Uh, his uh, his Norm Macdonald me doing stand up. Uh, this is older, but it's one of his stand-up things. Maybe, no, it's Hitler's dog, Gossipy and Trickery. That's the one I'm thinking of. From 2017, that's on Netflix. That's a very funny stand-up.
2: I've i bumped said. into Norm MacDonald once. Whoa, and really? At the time, it was, oh, a, it was not a good interaction at the time. As an adult looking back at it, I'm like, no, oh, I'm happy that this was the interaction I had. I was outside of the improv to see him perform. And he came out, uh, I think, to to have a smoke break or something. And he nearly walked right into me because I was just a little kid at the time. And I looked up at him, and he looked down at me, and my face must have gone, "You're Norm McDonald." And he realized, "Uh "Uh-oh, this is a person who knows me and is a fan." And he immediately turned around and went back inside. (laughs) I'm just trying to
0: picture little John, little John Jagger, looking up at Norm McDonald, freaking him out.
2: (laughs) <laughs> that was my whole interaction with him wow. and uh at the time i was like "Ah!" but now i'm like eh, that's pretty good that's, that's
3: great exactly what it should have
0: been i love that story that's a great little run-in with nor i've never had anything close to that with nor mcdonald so you win uh also he's uh what was i wasn't gonna say about that oh the improv isn't that the, that's like a famous uh comedy club right like that's where like all the big stuff happens the tempe
2: improv yeah yeah the tempe improv
0: yeah yeah that's like
1: a big deal oh, you you, ha- so that's in arizona mm-hmm
2: yeah it's in tempe
1: tempe oh. arizona and then and the <laughs> i never really thought about where it was i've just heard of the tempe improv before because they talk yeah. talk about it a lot but. yeah they
0: talk about it on the show because that guy's little sidekick adam Egget or whatever he yeah. used to be the dude that ran the improv or mm-hmm. there in tempe so that
1: and the comedy store I hear a lot about this yeah. thing called the comedy store. Yeah,
0: and that was run by what's his name's mom. I can't think of his name. We Weasel, what's his name? Um, uh, d- p- Polly Shore. Polly Shore. Uh, his mom, something what? Shore, forgot her name. She ran. Martha. She ran the comedy store. That's where Polly Shore came up and grew up and became. That's where he decided he wanted to be in comedy. So that's all. That's that whole lineage there. That's mm. in L.A., right? I think that's L.A. Yeah, I think that's, it's so. That's LA. Yeah, I can't remember her name. Something, something Shore. Anyway,
2: I've been to the Tempe Improv a couple of times. I'm amazed I haven't been more. I I love stand up comedy. Although sometimes, whew, sometimes when it's bad, mm-hmm. uh, it, it gets extremely awkward, and you feel for the people up there in a a real bad way.
0: Oh, here it is. Mitzi Shore is her name. She just died. Actually, she was 87. Died in 2018. Mm-hmm. But she was like the, uh Like comedy maven lady. Polly Shore's mom. Oh, all right. Enough of that. Let's move on to this. That's a good question. Emails, quick ones. Got one from Zach. He sent an email into the, where did he go? He went to frogpants.com slash core to do it. And uh, he says this core 220 flashback recommendation. Hello on core 220. You mentioned how you played beat and returned the game flashback. By mentioning this game, you have solved a mystery that has been in the back of my mind since my SNES days. When I was in elementary school, I loved Out of This World, and I still do, and one of my friends brought over a really awesome game that was similar to Out of This World, but different. We only played it that one day, and I never remembered the title. Over many, many years, I would think back to that game and could never recall the name. Admittedly, I never did a serious Google search for it either, but after you mentioned it, I Googled the name, and it was like the last piece of the puzzle fell into place, and even better, I found that on sale today on 524 2020 on the Nintendo eShop for 99 cents. Thank you for the show. If it wasn't for you and Core, which has been my favorite, or has, has fast become my favorite gaming podcast alongside the instance. Oh, that's very nice. No, he doesn't even say gaming podcast. Which has fast become my favorite okay. podcast along the instance. Woo! Uh, I would not have this new 99 cent piece of nostalgia to enjoy. Well, that's awesome, dude. We helped you find flashback. In fact... We'll see if that's on the store right now. Out
1: of This World is a classic.
0: I know. That's how I feel did about you,
2: Flashback. Uh, Do you guys ever have a game like that where you could remember playing it, but you couldn't remember the name of it ever?
1: Oh, for sure. Um, I just, uh, what is it?
3: <laughs> I, know I, have, I know
1: I have one. I just can't. I just don't. It's not in the. Fr- I have one
2: that I forget the title of every couple of years, and I have to remind myself, and I have to go down some crazy well to remind myself. But it's Robo Warrior for the NES. Oh wow! Oh. Always forget about that game. It's one of my fondest memories of gaming growing up, but I forget it constantly. Here
0: it is. It's only a buck. Still, still on sale. Flashback. I'm getting it right now. I'm redeeming points. I have enough points to actually cover it, I think. Oh, no, it's only 50 cents oh, I
1: have, I have one like that. I know what it is, but I'm, I think I remember the name. I've already went through this, um, but I forget what it is. Uh, it's a NES game. Yeah. I think it has Guardian in the title. And you play, it's like um, a spaceship shooter, but then also a Metroidvania. It has Guardian in the down. name? Yeah, Go. like not the last Guardian, the Guardian guardian legend ness i think that's what it is i don't know yeah it's the guardian legend oh my god i loved that game and then i i wanted to play it like years later after you know yeah. even now i think i actually would want to play this game somewhere because i just love this game blew my mind on the ness when i played it see if you it could find so it cool.
0: you could find it now you could play You you could totally play it
2: you know, um, it's an amazing NES game that never gets put on any of those virtual platforms, but it needs to be, hmm. is uh, Wizards and Warriors.
3: Mm. Yeah, and that's yeah. a good one.
2: It's frigging awesome. It's Isn't
1: that the Dark great. Souls of its day, Wizards and Warriors? It kind of was. Yeah, yeah. Wizards and Warriors was a hard game. Also like Ghosts and Ghouls, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, yeah. yeah, I would say actually uh, the... Ghosts of I haven't talked about albums. this that game in so
1: long, different. dude. This game is With- amazing.
2: Wizards and Warriors is amazing. It's got awesome music, including the most like intense "you're about to die" music, where it just plays a like high pitched, like tense two notes back and forth. Uh, I love that game. But it was that also was- a
1: weird game. It had a lot of weird secrets and just weird art. Like it looked. I'm watching it now. Like, <laughs> th- th- like there are tree stumps from cut off trees but the perspective is weird because you're j- okay you're j- jumping on the top of the cut off trees right
3: mm-hmm.
1: so it's vertical but that it's a, like a perspective deal like you're looking into a forest and seeing but it's like you're jumping ver- like it makes no sense no. in physical space
3: absolutely like i guess not. that's what
1: i'm saying is like all the ledging and platform like makes no physical sense in, in actual space uh i anyways that game was amazing mm.
2: And it had cool treasure that you got, like I, I always just remember it's like you got the boots of levitation, like it sounded like a and d adventure. uh every single boss fight, you saved a different princess with a different name, which was really odd. so hmm. i I love that game. I wish that, I don't know why that game never gets ported to virtual consoles, but it's uh incredible.
3: I
0: can't think of anything that um that I already don't know the name of that was obscure at the time. Uh, oh, I know one. There's an arcade game where you're two. You're made out of vectors, and you're knights. Vector Man. You're no. Although I did do Vector Man for Boop the other day, and that was a weird look. That does not look very good now. By the way,
2: Vector Man. doesn't hold up gameplay wise. No,
0: either. no. But anyway, um, you're two. I think knights, and it's top down, as if you're looking directly down on this fight between two medieval knights that are that are just made out of vector lines, and you fight in the middle there and there's like a almost like a black hole it'll suck you into that black hole if you're not careful you get knocked into it does anyone in the chat remember Mm -hmm. the name of that thing because I put a lot of quarters into that and I don't remember the name of it
2: oh so you actively don't remember this right now
0: no I don't this is the only one I can think of where I still I have really fond memories of it but I don't I can't remember the name of this game to save my life they had sit-down versions stand-up versions it's very old it would have been oh, I don't know, like 82, 83, maybe even that old. Um, ah, damn it. I don't remember the name. I'll, I'm going to have to look it up. It's like castles and it's not Star Castle, but it's that art, the same art as Star Castle, similar art. And, yeah, it was something else. I love that thing.
1: Um, anyway. Well, yeah. If I, anyone thinks of it, write in and tell us.
0: Yeah, let us know what uh, what you think. Um, There's the a-
1: playthrough video i posted there of the guardian legend oh very nice oh, i want to i want to try and buy this if anyone knows i don't want to do it in legal rom shit um so if anyone knows where to buy that i'm also interested wait is this oh you put this in here let me see oh look at this why is this familiar it's a this game i mean it's amazing it. Oh yeah, you get on the land. I have played this somewhere or saw. It. Like it's like half of half of a sh- a space shooter game, half of a Metroidvania once you get inside the evil planet. Yeah. Like you're flying to this evil planet so the first levels you you know in a in a mission in and in a spaceship mission like a, you know, shooter game, a spaceship shooter game like our type or whatever. Sure. And that's where you fight all the bosses and you get, like, your major missions. And then in between, you're in this open world area where you, you know, it's a Metroidvania. You unlock different areas by getting abilities and stuff.
0: That's rad. Look at that chat room. I'll pull it up here so you can see it. There it is. I remember and this like, game.
1: The, the levels, the way that they don't, huh, maybe they do make games like this, but um, they would change. What was innovative, I found innovative at the time, is that the levels you would go at hyper speed so the background assets are just like flying by. they're flying by so fast that it looks like it's moving up instead of moving down yeah yeah. at a certain point and it's just trippy to actually play the game um it's super cool it seems really uh, and they cool. never made another one it's, it exists as the single like master bl- um maybe there's another master blaster or blaster master but
0: was Blaster Master? Um, oh, I'm thinking of a racing game, which was the other
1: NES game that I've been seeing a lot of press for lately. Not press, but just mentions of is rygar which was like apparently a Metroidvania. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Rygar's uh, that great era too. And I remember playing that, and it was really good.
0: Yeah, rygar was awesome. But,
1: uh, actually, I want to play the. This is I want to play Guardian Legend. You know, this actually
0: was... looks pretty good for a NES game.
1: Yeah, like I mean, it, you know, yeah, I want to play it. <laughs> <laughs> kind of too. I, just want to, I look at it and I'm like, I get all excited again because this game's pretty cool it seems cool
0: all right and it it has this
1: weird creepiness to it yeah i just went and looked at the
2: wizards and warriors video and i see what you mean about the logs i never really noticed that before no no you didn't care doesn't make make any sense at all
1: (laughs) i'm looking at that and i'm like oh that's that's all off but it was it was fun it didn't matter it doesn't matter you know
2: (laughs) it doesn't matter if it's fun then it's fine that's the key
0: yep that's the key all right well uh great email got us thinking there thanks a lot got one more here from uh bennett or ben i guess for short it says hey guys uh i just wanted to say that i've been really impressed by ray tracing as a technology and i'm excited about that up and coming ac valhalla game so are we i'm currently using a gtx 1070 but i'm considering going to a 33080 ti when it comes out this fall has that been confirmed by the way are they definitely doing a, a big a full generation jump by this fall i don't know, I don't know. So I've got a twenty eighty in mine, and I hate I hate that day when you suddenly go last gen. I hate it, I hate it. Anyway, but assuming they do it this year, um, my question is whether or not you guys think it'll be worth it. The ten seventy was mid tier when I bought it, and it does show its age now and then. Uh, money isn't really an issue, but longevity is. Uh, thanks for all you do, Ben. Um, if well, if you want the if you're going to want the cutting edge consumer grade. Uh, RTX ray tracing compatible card then yeah you're going to want to get that this fall if it comes out yeah. um, you probably would be fine and get a good deal on last year's hotness which would be the 2080 um, that does ray tracing stuff I've thrown at it really well um, there's not a ton out there to throw at it so mileage may vary but um, but yeah like uh, if you can if, like he says if money's no object yeah get the newest card I would do that every yeah. time if money was no object, <laughs> but I don't. Sometimes I skip a gen. This last time was a, a unique case where I was able to do it. Um, but most of the time I try to get at least a couple of generations out of the card you got and uh, see what happens. But, yeah. Also, it must be nice not having to worry about money, and also, but only worry about longevity. That's a good place to be, Ben. So whatever you're doing.
2: Yeah, keep it up. Keep that up. Maybe, maybe let me know.
0: Yeah, <laughs> let John know about that. <laughs> Uh, Anyway we are always happy to hear from you guys Big thanks for your emails again Go to frogpants.com slash core For more of that All right, I think that is going to do it for us today Uh, Big Mm -hmm. thanks to everybody for watching And hanging out with us as always Uh, You guys got any final words Of uh, thoughts or wisdom Hey you know what we never do around here Is we never let anybody pimp other shows they're doing I don't like to use the word pimp but I just did Uh, Bo you got a show uh, every week called Good, Bad, or Bullshit and it's great Why don't you tell people about it so they can go listen to it? Because it's awesome.
1: Oh, oh, well, that's unexpected. I do a show with my friends, Crofton and Mike, who I talk about on this show because they're frustrating to play video games with. (laughs) Um, But they're my good friends. We do a show where we debate random topics. You can find out more at goodbadbull.com. I'm so not used to doing (laughs) that. No, I know. I know. I threw it at you (laughs) kind
0: of suddenly there. But
1: uh anyway, uh, we debate random topics from general lighting to we've done flip-flops. We've done democracy we've done police brutality or just the police i think so Wait, flip-flops we do-
0: are like the shoe wear flip-flops yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, interesting like, and we we decide if we tell people if we think the, they're good bad or bullshit it's like a review show mm-hmm. but we review things that don't normally get reviewed like you know who reviews democracy <laughs> right right <laughs> you know like or just we just review weird things pulled at random so you never know what you're gonna
3: get i
0: always laugh uh, when i listen to it i was on there once even i think john has been as well It's a very fun time. So uh, check it out. John has not made it. Has he not been on there? John uh, should go on there.
1: You know, depending, he didn't really know Mike and Crofton that well. Mm -hmm. uh, But, you know, now that he's playing with them and he's given the rookies crap for how bad they are in Dwarf Game, then. (laughs) He may feel like, oh, I've got this. I'll own these noobs at podcasting, too, because I've done it way more than them as well. That's right. <laughs> so, own them at that. Who knows?
0: Exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, that's that's that really should happen. It's a fun show, and uh, I think people would really like it, so check it out. John has other projects as well. John, you want to mention any of those?
2: Well, most of them are here. Uh, you know, the show. There will be dungeons. Mm-hmm. I do talk about World of Warcraft uh, on a show called Azeroth Roundtable, and uh, I am trying to stream more with my uh, surprise free time Um, but yeah just follow me on Twitter as Scott will mention or already mentioned at the end of the show Mm -hmm. I don't remember where we're at yet (laughs) this is all new territory now
3: (laughs) I usually don't
2: do this I usually don't do
0: this to these guys I don't you know we just kind of get to the end but I thought "Eh, we never do that we should
1: probably give you guys a chance
2: but uh, yeah check out check out those shows I would say (laughs) we really
1: sold our shows really good hey John Hey, like, hey I to do this saying, crappy show. I will say, Maybe it's I will okay. Say, uh,
2: there will be dungeons. All three of us are on it, and it is a fantastic show. It
1: is. Yeah. It's
0: so much fun right now. My gosh, dang it. Why aren't you guys, if you like D&D at all, get in there. Otherwise, you're a poser. Just kidding. You're not. You guys are fine. You don't have to listen, but you should. It's really good. Uh, so, yeah, go check that out. That's there will be, dungeons. there will be dungeons.com for more details on that. All right, I guess that's going to do it.
1: Do you do any other shows?
0: Oh, a whole ton of them. Just go to frogpants.com and look at that whole section. There's like nine, including this yeah. one, and uh, you might find something to enjoy there. Uh, if you like a focus on like indie games, like little teeny indie games, we do a lot of that on a show called The Boop Show with me and Brian Dunaway. Uh, that's always a good time. The instance with the whole World of Warcraft deal. We're doing that Friday this week because uh, there was a internet problem on Tuesday, so looking forward to that still this week. Plenty of other things, movie shows, daily shows, shows, man. How,
1: how's the Diablo show going?
0: Uh, it'll the minute there's something new to, to do with Diablo Four, it'll be back on the air. I can I'm guarantee excited. you that, and I can already hear Dean Kane or Dean Kane. I can hear Deckard Kane <laughs> <Cain> calling in,
2: <laughs> coming down, being like, "Hey guys, that was Superman. Remember that? Yeah, I was Superman. Remember when I was
1: Superman?
0: Now I'm controversial slightly on internet." things anyway that's true, yeah. A, yeah, a little bit anyway that's gonna do it for us big thanks everybody for watching for being here and hanging out with us live if you're catching the show at home thank you for being you and all of you if you don't mind check us out at patreon.com slash core show it is how we fund what we do and we really appreciate the support we get thank you all very much we'll see you next week This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.
3: Tack! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I missed
2: the first part of it. It sounded like you just came All out
3: No, you're not All wrong. Hurt.
0: But I had it set. Okay, so here's what I was aiming for, and it didn't work. I was trying to just do attack, and I had it set in the wrong place. So instead it did just tack. Which would have been better if we'd done a joke like, whenever Bo sits on a on his chair
3: and he goes, "Ow!" it's because he sat on a tack. See. <laughs> <laughs>